Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader. And he's here in the House. Hello, Senator. Today, we're not talking about the Senate. We're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on October 9th, 2014, titled, In Chicago Public Schools Classrooms, 36 is a Crowd. You write about the challenges due to overcrowding faced by teachers at Oreo Park Elementary School. Go Panthers. A Chicago Public Schools, or CPS, neighborhood school of about 700 students in the northwest corner of the city near Harlem and Bryn Mawr. That is correct, Senator. In this article, you write, quote, CPS magically discovered the money to mm. pay for an additional fifth grade teacher for Oreo Park to be hired before the end of the year, end quote. Do you know how that came about? Did CPS, for example, hear that you were sniffing around the school or something? This is kind of sort of how Mayor Rahm runs the public schools. If there's enough outcry uh, that he feels that politically he has to address a problem at a school, in this case overcrowded, he will address it and there will be money for it. Uh, but he reserves the right not to address it. So there's a chronic funding crisis that prevents him from, in a systematic way, of addressing the many issues that we face as a city, educationally speaking. Wait a minute. Where did they find the money to hire the teacher? Where? Yeah. Under a plant in the central office. So we don't know that. Nobody. Where did they find any of them? Where did they suddenly find the money to pave the streets? Winter officially ended, as far as I know, in March. We went through the entire spring and summer into the fall with our streets in horrible shape. Now, before the election, there's money to pave the streets. My conclusion is that the mayor has the money. He just is choosing not to spend it. I came across research from a website called Apples to Apples, and the researchers behind the site figured that as of the 2013-2014 school year, Chicago Charter and Contract Schools had almost 11,000 unfilled seats. And I juxtapose that with the overcrowding mm -hmm. in many parts of the system. Isn't that a remarkable imbalance? Yes. The charter school movement is largely a political movement. Politically, its main purpose, of course, is to undercut the Chicago Teachers Union. I'm talking about on a local level here. Give more political power to the mayor and... He's been pretty effective at that in terms of doling out money to charter schools, which takes the money away from public schools. So now here we are as we're heading into his reelection campaign. He's realizing, and I'm sure his polls are showing, that public school parents are upset because their schools are experiencing cuts, operational cuts, because he's siphoned off so much money to charter schools when there's not a demand. He's effectively trying to transfer kids, move kids from public schools with union teachers to private schools that get public money and don't have union teachers. That's another thing he's done with this election season. I don't know if you noticed this, but the board did not approve any new charters for the coming year. So momentarily, we will halt that diversion of money that you just alluded to. But my guess is that once he's reelected, if he is reelected, then we'll see it happen again. This year, CPS announced that it would implement student-based budgeting, otherwise known as SBB. In this scheme, CPS annually budgets an amount for each school based on the number of students attending so that schools whose enrollment drops from the previous year will have their budgets cut regardless of their other needs. The move related to what we were talking about is what CPS said last month, that it would rescind these slashes just for this school year. In a letter to the schools, 
CEO Barbara Bird Bennett wrote, quote, knowing that this first year of SBB will be one of change and adjustment for many schools, and after giving this decision careful thought and deliberation, <laughs> mm-hmm. those that I... <laughs> I'm sorry, careful thought and deliberation. Those that have fewer students than mm-hmm. originally projected will not lose SBB funding at this time. We believe this will provide principals and staff with the opportunity to have the most successful transition possible during year one of SBB. Your response. Well, if there's any person out there who actually believes that there's anything remotely sincere about that quote, you deserve the government that you're getting. My thought is that one of the phoniest budget-saving devices of recent time is this school-based budgeting. The way it works is that the budget effectively forces principals to fill teaching vacancies with the cheapest teacher they can find. Because in the old way of doing things, there would be teachers allocated to a school. Regardless of what their price. Regardless of their price. Now, money is allocated to a school based on enrollment. Well, if young teacher costs $50,000 and old teacher costs $80,000, then under the new system, the principal is encouraged to hire the cheap teacher because you can only afford so much. I can only say that any Chicago public school parent who votes for Mayor Rahm has some serious delusional issues that he or she must confront. He has not been a friend to public education in Chicago, that's for certain. Well, thanks, Ben. Thank you, Senator. Listeners, we welcome your questions, comments, and any suggestions for future interviews via Twitter, via Facebook. You can find us on the both of them by searching for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowetz. Thanks for listening.